So hello, and welcome to my first podcast. So you may be familiar, I've been sort of experimenting with the YouTube channel, and I have been receiving requests that maybe I could record my sessions using a podcast uh, recording software so people could listen to it on their daily walk or while they're driving. So here I am. So welcome. And I just want to tell you a little bit about myself so you know what direction I've come from. My name is Judy Fitzgerald and I'm a 10-year breast cancer survivor. I was diagnosed in 2010 with bilateral breast cancer. I'll be telling you more about that a little bit in this podcast and then much more in in future sessions. But um, I know how you feel. I was beyond petrified and I just couldn't help thinking that in this time of COVID, when we're feeling so isolated, I can't imagine what your journey has begun begun like when you can't get a hug from a loved one or a visit from a friend or a casserole dropped off just to help you process the information you're getting and make decisions so you know vital life and death decisions and also gathering information you know hospitals now are very busy places and so you don't want to be there any more than you have to so it really has become made a stressful situation exponentially more stressful so I'm here to sort of be a soothing voice if I can to share my story with you hopefully give you some hope and just to sort of be an ear for you to sort of voice your opinions. I'd love to hear from you. You can do that with comments or so forth, but hopefully just some a reassuring voice from someone who has, has been through your journey and, thank God, is still here. I thank God every day that I am here, and I truly believe that too much who... Too, To those who much has been given, much is expected. And I am hoping that I am doing that with trying to help people through their journey. So my journey began when I had a mammogram in December of 2009, right before Christmas. And was nothing abnormal. I went in for my mammogram in my local hospital with my local oncologist and, you know, just didn't think any more about it. Went about Christmas and and New Year's was approaching. I had been substitute teaching in my old school, St. Philomena School, for a teacher who was having a baby. I had left school the year before when my husband retired. I was teaching fifth grade at the time, so I was invited back to do the three months in sixth grade with uh, to, to help out while the teacher was having her baby. So I was sitting in the classroom with her on December 29th. We had gone into school for the day and I was going through all the paperwork and the students' progress when my phone rang 
and it was my local hospital and they said you need to arrange immediately to get a biopsy and that shocked me a little bit because I had had mammograms in the past that, where there was questionable areas but I was only asked to come in for more films. Well the area that they were looking at was an area of microcalcifications in my right breast and you might be familiar with this at present from your own situation unfortunately that when microcalcifications appear in a pattern particularly a, a circle pattern that is an area of great concern because when cells are dividing rapidly they will give off or they will excrete calcium and when these form a pattern and when normally when they form a pattern uh, it's not automatically a concern. I've had calcifications before that were in a pattern that were not a concern. But microcalcifications that are little specks of dust, those seem to indicate that the cells are dividing and reproducing in an abnormal fashion. So I immediately made an appointment with for a second opinion, and that's what I want to talk to talk about now, the value of a second opinion. We are taught by the medical community that they know everything. I came to find in my journey that by talking to many survivors, and I do go to a lot of conferences and interface a lot with survivors, I also am an advocate for breast cancer research review boards that when you treat your doctor and you don't question as 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 god and you don't question things sometimes you may not get all the information or maybe it's misinterpreted but a lot of successful survivors that i have met have gone for a second opinion so there was no doubt in my mind I was going for a second opinion and people get concerned they say well my doctor's going to be so upset I'm going for another opinion he's going to think I don't trust him that is not the case at all and I can honestly assure you that in this day and age it is almost expected now it's also challenging now in this time of COVID where you want to stay away from hospitals as much as possible because of all the the issues with even going in for testing but I can tell you with a thousand percent certainty that had I not gotten a second opinion I would not be sitting here with the pleasure of speaking with you right now so I went to Dana-Farber Cancer Center in Boston and my object at that point was I wanted them to look at my radiology films and I really wanted someone who that was what they did all day they only looked at mammogram films they didn't look at leg x-rays or arm x-rays or any other type of of a diagnostic tool that would not apply to breast cancer and Dana Farber concurred that indeed the mammogram did show that a biopsy was needed in the right breast. However, when I went for my appointment there, 
I was set up with the nurse practitioner, Karen Pollard Murphy, and she really insisted on a full physical exam. So she wanted to find out, was there anything there, perhaps, that hadn't shown up in the mammogram. And what she felt was a growth or tumor in my left breast. And because I was at a special cancer center, I was allowed to immediately go over to radiology and have a sonogram on the left breast. And what the sonogram showed was that there was indeed a solid mass in the left breast, which had not shown up on the mammogram because it was very close to the chest wall and I have fibrocystic disease anyway so my my breast tissue is very dense but it was definitely there and from what they could tell from the sonogram it was two and a half centimeters so the moral of the story here is had I not gone to Dana-Farber had I not gone to a special place where this is what they do as their profession, then I, my invasive tumor would have gone totally undiagnosed and my treatment would only have resulted in a lumpectomy in the right breast. So immediately I was, I was scheduled for a needle biopsy in the right breast and a stereotactic biopsy in the left breast. Now, if you're not familiar with what that is yet, if you've only just found out that you need to have further confirmation, the needle biopsy is where they insert a needle with the, the use of a mammogram, they insert a needle into your breasts, which would then be a marker to the area. A marker is put in there, like a metal piece is put in there to identify the area of the microcalcifications since when they go in there there is no physical mass to remove and in my left breast I had a stereotactic biopsy where again using uh, some, uh, using a mammogram what they do is they identify the area where the tumor is and they go in and take a piece of the tumor and then you wait and they told me it would take 10 days for the results to come back. But four days later, the phone rang. And you know that when the phone rings four days after you've had a diagnostic test and you're meant to wait 10 days, that obviously the news cannot be, cannot be good. Because had, had, they not, had they been unsure, they would have definitely gone through with the full... Uh, you know, 10 days of testing to reconfirm what they were looking at. So there we began. And I do not want to go any further than, than this in this podcast because I just, my message in this podcast is you are your own best advocate. And we women have intuition and we know when something isn't quite right. And doctors do not take any offense if you get a second opinion. And my recommendation is always getting a second opinion at a breast cancer center. Because this is your journey. This is your story. And the other caution I would say 
is that, you know, your friends and your family may tell you all different stories of people they knew that had breast cancer and what they did and try to give you advice. But everyone's journey is different. And I've met many people that have had the same pathology and the same prognosis and have had totally different outlooks and totally different uh, paths to where they uh, achieved health. So people love you, they all mean well, but follow your heart. Again, this is your story, and just make sure that whatever you do, that you are going to have peace with your decision. Because as a survivor, you always look over your shoulder every day. I thank God every day when I wake up that I'm here, and I have another beautiful day with my family. But I'm always cautious and always concerned about what if. And because I'm at peace with my decision, I just feel that whatever happens, I feel I did the right thing. So I thank you for joining me on our journey together, our, our first, our first uh, sort of tea time together. And I hope you'll join me with in future, my future uh, reflections. And it would really help if you would give me some ideas of what you'd like to hear covered in future podcasts, as well as some suggestions of topics that you would like discussed. I've been doing this again for 10 years. I've got a lot of information that I would like to share with you. I'm not a doctor. My profession was a teacher. I, I don't claim to give medical advice. I'm only a compassionate ear to listen to and to, to share you what, what I have learned and tips and uh, of things that help me along the way. So may God bless you and keep you safe. And I just pray that someday this disease will not exist.